Network Brian Lalima Apollo Dez here with you. Follow us on Twitter at BLima790 at Apollo Dez1 and of course at Apollo H O U. And Dez, let me let me start by uh just uh, I'll just get right into it. And I'm gonna start with Jose, 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 Jose. Let's see that tattoo. Rip the jersey off. Fuck the Yankees. Dude, that's a voice of, what do they say, Fergie and Jesus? That's a voice of an angel. Wow, I just nailed that. But in all seriously seriousness, Jose Altuve hits a walk-off bomb to beat the New York Yankees in game three of the series. The first two games didn't really go the Astros' way, but who cares when Jose Altuve once again hits a walk-off bomb or a go-ahead bomb in the late innings against the assholes from New York. That's all I care about. Look, people, like you said off air, people aren't going to remember the first two games of the series. They yeah. actually, You know, I take that back. For me, they might remember game two because Garrett Cole, if you're a fan of baseball, we can get into this a little more. If you're a fan of the game of baseball, dude, tip your cap to Garrett Cole and move on to the next one because good God, he shoved. Yeah, that, that Saturday afternoon game two game was... Um was impressive as impressive it can be um seeing Garrett Cole do Garrett Cole things once again in Houston um kind of just brought me back down memory lane he was dominant here for the years he was he was here um we took it for granted seeing a starter go seven eight innings and have double digit strikeouts um and doing it you know on the freaking regular regular scheduled like it was it was predetermined that during the week Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander were going to go seven to eight innings and have double digit strikeouts. And we took that for granted. We did. Absolutely. And it's a different, Hey, the, the bus is still going. The party's still going. It's just a different, a different little recipe, but to see that and to see him work the way he did and just shove. And honestly, he made Aaron Boone, his little bitch on the mound when Aaron Boone went to go pull him and just laid into him. It was like, I'm not coming. I'm not coming out of this ball game. Like, hundred percent. I'm I'm facing Jordan Alvarez in this situation. I'm at 124 pitches, whatever it was, and I'm gonna go get this guy. And uh, it sucks being on the other end of that, but it was it was cool as a baseball fan to see him operate the way uh, he can. And I know this whole sticky stuff thing and all this stuff is going on. In the day, Garrett Cole's still one of the best pitchers in the league. So um, it sucked being on the end of that, but as a baseball guy. Um, you see a guy shove, sometimes you got to tip your cap. And that's baseball, baby. Is there a problem with saying, hey, let's tip your cap to uh, Garrett Cole? Is there a problem with that? Because I think you... I think it's I think it's small brain thinking. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think it's I, I think in the short term, you can be like, yeah, you could say it. But as a fan, I, I get it. 
Um, but 24, 48 hours later, you're just gonna be like, dude, this like got shoved. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it is what it is. It's, you just shoved, and that's why he got paid three hundred twenty-five million dollars to do. And you know, I I tweeted about. it. I was like, hey. It was fucking impressive, but you know it's not going to happen in October right. because the Yankees aren't going to be there. They're not going to so. be there. That's a fair. That's a fair point. I just think for me, as as a fan of the game of baseball and, and you know playing the game and coaching like I've done, uh, at some point in time when guys have phenomenal performances and out of this world like performances, like if Mike Trout came in and hit three bombs in a triple against the Astros, I, we would all say or not. Actually, no, it wouldn't be we all people with. A lot of baseball IQ would be would say, yeah, wow, hey, tip your cap. Mike Trout is Mike Trout. He's the best player on the freaking planet. What Garrett Cole did Saturday night is exactly what you said. It's why he got paid such a big contract. Now, did I like what he said at the end of his Astros career when he said he's an affiliate of his well, sales? No, no of, course, of course not. I was right there when that interaction happened. I was in the clubhouse. I heard it with my own ears. I saw it with my own eyes. Did I like that? Absolutely not. But when he does things like that, or any other player does things like that against any team, I'm going to appreciate it from a baseball, uh, a, a fan of the game of baseball mindset. That's just yeah, kind of where sh- I stand on it. I don't give a shit who disagrees with me. I got a little flack from it, but I don't give a damn. Who cares? Yeah, Dude, think- he shoved. Tip your cap. Move on to Sunday and look what the Astros did. That's exactly what they did. They make a miraculous comeback that hasn't been done since 1980 against the Montreal Expos. Yeah, I mean, look, this was the New York Yankees World Series in July. Um, they have they have a lot of things and a big hole they have to get out of and have to play pretty damn good baseball in the, in the second half to, to sniff October. And so <clears throat> the series was circled just from the fans on both sides on Astros and Yankees Twitter. Obviously with everything that's happened the last five years of the Astros owning the New York Yankees and um, just really putting them in their place year in and year out in October. And so um, look, series in July mean, mean nothing. It's all about October, but what happened today, I think we could circle and look back when the championship DVD is uh, going out to all the people in Houston this game is going to be the opening highlight to um, that World Series 2021 Houston Astros DVD because, uh, one, I don't know why DVDs still exist because they're so ancient, but two, this moment is is just huge because you you have a team that was looked like they were checking out, they were, they were booking their flights to Cabo for the week and uh, were ready for the All-Star break and just to get away from it all. And... Uh, this team just stayed stayed in the game, and, and you have to get 27 outs, right? We talk about time and time again. You can't kneel the clock out. You can't dribble the clock out. You still got to throw that baseball over the over the plate, and you got to get all 27 outs. And so we saw this offense just, just stay in it and stay in it and stay in it and get it to the next guy, get it to the next guy. Hey, you, the guy behind me is going to pick me up. I know it. Just I got to get on base. The next guy's going to pick me up. And we saw that. And then in stepped Jose Altuve, and I, I think everyone in the world knew what was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It should. They should have known. Didn't, <laughs> it didn't matter what Chad Green threw, because he threw a curveball that was in the dirt. Like it wasn't a bad pitch. Curveball slider, whatever it was, is in the dirt, and Jose Altuve still got the barrel to it, and hits a walk off home run. In that moment, 
is going to be what is on the first scene of the DVD of the championship for the Houston Astros. Like it, 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 it's something that we're going to look back and, and talk about for a long time. We're not going to talk about the series. We're going to talk about the Jose Altuve walk-off home run against the Yankees. Yeah, and I think the best part about uh, what we saw today is you had Kyle Tucker, Chaz McCormick, Abraham Toro, back-to-back-to-back doubles, right? Like you said, pass the bat. Don't be the last guy out type of mentality. Don't be the last don't, guy don't, out. don't be the last guy out. And they were doing that with no outs, right? So then you have Jason Castro comes in for a pinch hit. He hits a little blooper, Texas leaguer, extends the inning. There's still no outs. Martin Maldonado comes up, and I'm like, oh, shit, dude. Uh, you know, Maldonado hit a bomb earlier in the game. Can we talk about that? Which part? Can we talk about how sassy he was? Oh, I love it. The pettiness is, is there. Because you look but, on the other side, and you got guys like Rudnan Odor, one of the ugliest dudes in the world, trying to be petty. Rudnan, you weren't around for any of this bullshit. You were getting your ass kicked in Arlington. No, have some feel, bro. Don't be in the pettiness. Don't do that shit. You you have no right to do the pettiness on the Yankees. My God. So yeah, look, I'm not. It. I'm not not going to say that. Um, the pettiness from both sides. So we start off yesterday with Judge doing, you know, covering his jersey up, and then post game. Look, if you're gonna troll, troll. At least own up to it in the in the post game conference. He's soft, the, dude. Like he is so like, soft. Come on, dude. Like this. Just commit to the bit. Right, exactly. Just commit to the bit. And he said, you know, it gets chilly. Some of his teammates gets chilly or whatever. All right, whatever. Then the Yankees played into it. Um, Mr. Mr. Machete decides to hit a tank all of a sudden. And he comes around third An oppo taco. He, he, An oppo taco. A little oppo taco. taco a little, little sauce on it. And he says, hey, hey, buddies, look, look, I got no, I got a tattoo right here for you. It says, suck my dick. <laughs> and it seemed like we were going to vibe. And then the Yankees took the lead. I was like, oh, shit. You know, that mo- the Machete moment was cool. Uh, but now the Yankees have the lead, and they're going to get the last laugh. And then in the seventh, or sixth or seventh, El Gary decides to run into one. Yeah, dude. And, Plus, can we uh, talk about that? Because Gary Sanchez, Sanchez is bad. Dude, he's hitting, well, he's he was what? What today? One for five. One for five. Today one for with five. A, with a tank. He's bad, dude. And he just happens to run into one, like you said. Well, I mean, it's it was the perfect ideal situation, right? Like you had a lefty on the mound, Blake Taylor. I don't know why we did that. But we could we could talk about that going coming to Blake Taylor out of the pen with all the with LeMahieu Judge and Sanchez and Stanton yeah, coming up. Like not sure. I mean and void like it made zero sense. Not sure on that one. But um No, but uh, he hits that home run. He does the thing, rounding third, bundling up. Odor has the the jacket yeah. for him. The Yankees are vibing in the dugout, and it just seemed like they were gonna get the last laugh. And then once again, Jose Altuve, the the Greek god, the MVP, this this folklore of a of a man, the guy who, you know, I saw a tweet that kind of made me laugh. He's like the only guy that's ever paid off the baseball gods. And it made me laugh. I mean, because I know that he he was the one that wasn't cheating. He was the one that hated the system. He was the one wasn't wearing a buzzard. And he's been taking the brunt of all of it. And that's what leaders do. Leaders do what Jose Altuve has been doing for this team and for the city and this organization. And we've seen it kind of flare up and uh, a bit over the last couple of weeks with Jose being a little bit petty. We saw him waving to the Cleveland yeah. fans after the four-game sweep. And uh, he steps into the plate. and. And you just knew 
I think, like I said, I think everyone knew he was going to hit a home run right there. And he decides to golf one out. It's a 3-1 walk-off against the Yankees. And the team just strips him down. Yeah. I mean, it was it was probably one of the greatest moments since since 2017. Like, it, it, it had to be one of the greatest moments as a fan watching the Astros since 2017. You know, the the one of the best moments after 2017 was obviously the home run he hit off of Chapman to yeah. get them to the World Series. That was a an amazing moment. Today, the moment for me, like I said when we started, I don't give a shit. After this walk-off bomb, because it was Jose Altuve, and they come back from five down to win it, uh, it would have been sweeter if it was Chapman, but, you know, Chad Green is – that, that works too. The and Chad Green's been been dealing recently. Yeah, I but mean, he we all does know the fallout of the of Chapman. But he but. doesn't pitch well against the Astros. He gets he doesn't pitch well against Jose. Altuve. He gets raked against the Astros. Yeah. They rake Chad Green, and Aaron Boone left him in. I mean, obviously, you, you know, you got the All Star break coming up. Whatever, you know, they probably don't give a shit that they just lost because they won the series. They're all hype. Blah, 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 blah. We had the jacket. It was cold. <laughs> you know, a bunch of bullshit. But um. The mood that I had when he hit it was automatically. I said, "Oh my God, did he do it?" I and screamed. Then, I scream. I wish we had videos of both of us oh, at the same time because I, I audibly screeched. Like it was, yeah. it was just a scream, and I was like, "He fucking did yeah. it." That's all I said. It was like this loud scream. My pup George got scared shitless because it was just a, a, a Blair Witch Trials scream, and I just said, "He fucking yeah." Did it. I said, "Oh my God, did he do it?" And then I saw it go, go, go. And I said, oh, my God, of course he did it. And I let out this laugh. It was like, ah, ha, 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 Like a, a methodical, like, like demon. Like a manic yeah, laugh. like a crazy maniac demon-like laugh. Because fuck the Yankees. That's why. We won a ball game today that the pitching staff had 14 Oh, my walks. God, man. That's Dude, an issue. Look, we talked about it. We talked about it. It's hard to stay engaged into a game. When one, you're getting your butts handed to you, right. but two, your staff has 14 walks. I don't know how many countless times where there was a games or I was at third base where I just like Dude, wanted it, to fall asleep. It lulls you. Just, like, it so yeah, it lulls you to sleep. You lose focus. You stop paying attention to the little things in a game. And as soon as you fall asleep, and it got and your pitcher actually throws a strike, the ball always finds you. Fine. <laughs> Does. Always finds you, and then you look like a jackass. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Robel Garcia, see a meet like man. Look, dude, I, I don't want to, I don't want to call for guys' jobs, but, but it, strap him on a rocket and send him <laughs> to the moon. Hey, because Robel Garcia, you're just not ready yet, bub. Just, just take it, take it just, back down to AAA, son. I mean, you looked, at, dude, and the ball finds him it too. Does. That's the shitty thing. It does. He's like one for twenty four on the month, and he has he's he's getting eaten up on the field. It sucks because we've all been there. Yeah, oh yeah. And the ball fucking finds you in the worst ways. Oh man. Especially when you're slumping at the plate. It's just like, what the fuck can I do? Like, what do I have to do to get out of this? And it it honestly, guys listening, um, guys and girls, like, it feels like you're stuck in, in quicksand at all times. And like you can't move. And I'm not saying like on the field playing, that's just that feeling you have. Like you're struggling at the plate, you're struggling on the field. You know what's happening on online on Twitter. You know people are calling for your job, and it's it is literally probably the 
worst feeling in the world. And so, dude, hopefully this break helps out Robel Garcia because he needs it. Right. He absolutely needs it. I think, you know, when we go back to the pitching staff, uh, you look down this line. Hey, Fran- we got to say one thing. Yeah. Our boy, Ralphie. Ralphie, first career major league win. Hey, good. Yeah, good for him. Man, that the, the strikeout that he had to end that bases loaded jam. Oh, yeah. Man. Huge. Big. Huge now. That, but look back. That, that propelled the Astros to the win because if he gives up a hit there, that scores two, and then it's out of reach at that point, in my opinion. So, yeah. My man, Garza Jr., gets you first dub. First dub. And he's kind of been the cleanup guy, right? Whether it's a blowout either side, the Astros are getting blown out, or the Astros are blowing someone out. He's been the he's been the guy that just goes in and, and cleans it all up. Um, so get that first major league dub. Uh, that's gotta be a great feeling for him. Cause it went unnoticed. I had I had someone reach out to me that's part of the organization, it was like, hey, don't forget to mention Mentioned that on Beyond the Diamond or in your blog tomorrow that Ralphie got his first dub. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. I completely oversaw yeah. it. I mean, just because the six runs scored in the ninth, the Jose Altuve walk off. I mean, hey, shout out to Ralphie getting that first dub. That's huge. Yeah, it's big time. What a what a game to get the first dub. Now, uh, as the staff as a whole for this game specifically, not ideal. Framber Valdez, six walks. Brian Abreu, one walk. Blake Taylor, four walks, and and Garza Jr. even had three walks. Framber Valdez, uh, uh, man, he looked like Framber Valdez of old. He had two wild pitches, gave up six hits, two earned runs, three runs total, struck out five, obviously gave up the bomb. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. You know, look, it, I'm not, I'm not, look, I'm not on the pa- ride or die for our guys. I'm not right? on the panic ra- level at all. I'm just saying. For sure. The last two outings for Valdez is he's looked more and more like the Valdez of old. So I don't, I don't think, I'm not here to say Framber Valdez is a s- sticky, sticky guy. I think Framber Valdez was a rosin sunscreen, sunscreen kind of guy. Yeah. I, I it just seems as soon as the crackdown has happened, the RPMs have dropped a bit. The stuff is still nasty and filthy, but the control issues yeah, that's it. have flared up again. Yep. And that's the end. The, the thing that just, sta- like, the, the one variable that stands out is the crackdown, right? So I'm not saying Framber Valdez is a sticky, sticky guy because we'd see it in the numbers, and the numbers don't lie. Men lie, women lie, numbers don't. And the RPMs are still pretty damn good for Framber Valdez. But the control issues flaring up to his old days has me wondering if maybe he was using a, a little something something just to to grip the ball a little bit better because uh six walks aren't gonna cut in October. I'm telling you that right no, now. No, uh uh-uh, no. This so this bull his last three starts have been highly questionable. This this bullpen uh you know to go back to the bullpen is not gonna cut it in October. So um some guys have got to figure it out. They need more reps or whatever it is. Find a new concoction to use. I don't know. But the weakness of the Astros is the bullpen. And we've seen it game after game. We've we, Ryan Presley and Ryan Stanek, I don't worry about. Other guys, man, Christian Javier, great uh, stretch guy. Great, uh, what what is... Uh, piggyback? Yeah, piggyback guy. Um, piggyback action? Yeah, I, I mean, that's... That's fine for Christian Javier, but some of these other guys, man, we got to get it figured out, son. We got to get it figured out. I don't know if I, I don't, and I know we'll we'll get into you know some of the Q and A from from our fo- followers. And I saw 
Uh, a lot of people were asking about trade deadline and who's going to be added, who might get traded and things like that. I don't think personally um, that the Astros are going to make a huge splash, but I do think they will add at least one one guy uh, to that rotation or to the bullpen. I don't know. I don't know if you've, you've heard some things, but... Uh, I heard a little something before he went on air. Um, just something through the grapevine right now that all hands, all arms, everything is... Uh, tradable? Tradable. Okay. I think so, you should. I when think I, if, if I hear that, that means this is a move. This may be a little James Click, uh, Jeff Lunau's move yeah, right look, here. Yeah, look, going all in. If you're James Click, you have to see the roster that you have, the lineup that you have, you know, and and say, yeah, all guys are tradable at this point as far as pitchers. Now, uh, some guys might get included. Uh, you know, you just never know. I, I don't know how it's going to go. We're we're used to James Luno, uh, James not James Luno, got James Click, Jeff Luno. Um, I don't know how it's gonna go. I wish I did, but I don't. So I think there's two ways it, it, we we see it work, right? We maybe see like a Toro, Aber, Abreu, one of the outfielders in in AAA package to go get an arm. Um, if you haven't yet, please go see our piece by our guy Mid Z. He did a great piece of what arms we can go get at the at the deadline, and he goes into detail of how much team controls left, if it's a rental, if it's not. He breaks it down great, and uh, I think it hit like twelve thousand views on on the site. It, it just yeah, it's a good piece. It's a great piece, very well written. Um, so I don't know what a package looks like because it, it, in my mind, is it a Toro Abreu and then another outfielder arm, or is it is Corey Lee available? Like this dude's raking. He's he's like the future catcher. Um, he's he's tearing up the system. Is he all of a sudden available? And you go get some guy that has a, a few years that you know of of team control, like a Grinky and Verlander was, and you you build around that Corey Leaf trade. And I mean, I just it's going to be interesting because with Grinky and Verlander coming off the books, right? You could maybe go get an arm that has three years of control. And is could be a frontline starter to replace those guys, and but I mean, obviously the package will have to sit sit around like Corey Lee and and some top end prospects. But um, we may see a move that James Click is is putting his putting his cards on the table and said, "Let's go fucking win a World Series." So I, I just think at the end of the day, you don't have opportunities like this with a team like this uh, very often, and especially if you're a GM, you're you're graded at the end of the day, on how many titles you bring. It's not about how many prospects you hit on, right? Like, prospects are cool, parades are cooler type moment. Oh, yeah. Um, this is an opportunity for James Click to be a world champion GM that will stay with him forever. Right. And if you have that next to your name, um, you become a hot commodity for a lot, a lot of teams. Oh, yeah. A lot of teams. So, there's it, it's, a, it's an opportunity cost. Do you mortgage the the future to win now in the present, but it, it almost seems a no brainer because Jeff Luna already mortgaged the, the future uh, for that present then. And so why not double down here in Vegas, baby? Hey, let's double down. Let's, let's put all the chips on the table. And let's, hey, let's, let's hit baby. Let's give me a face card. Give me a little monkey. I love it. I love that analogy. Big blackjack guy. Double yeah, down, baby. Give guy. it to me. Double One down, hit. Dude. Let's do it, baby. We want winner chicken dinner. We want that trophy. Uh, it's July 11th as we record this here on Sunday evening. The trade deadline is July 30th, so it is right around the corner. 
The first half of the season has ended. The Astros are going into the All-Star break. On a walk-off home run. On a walk-off home run. And they don't have any representatives at the All-Star game. What? I love it. A fucking power move. An absolute bananas power move that the Astro players are all opting out of the All-Star game, which means absolutely nothing because it's just a glorified exhibition game now. And they're just, hey, we're resting up. We're going to get the body. We're going to get the body some rest. And we're gearing up, focused for October, baby. The The end goal is October and raising a fucking championship yep. banner in Houston, Texas again. Yeah, I, I think it's, is the pettiness there? Absolutely. Obviously, they all have their own personal reasons on why they're not attending. Uh, Carlos Correa wants to spend time with his pregnant wife. Uh, Ryan Presley. Family, dude. Yeah, Family. Ryan Presley is about to have a baby. Jose Altuve has his injuries of his own, but then it was, uh you know, released after the post game, you know, during the post game media availability that Jose Altuve had to leave Minute Maid Park immediately. His father is in the hospital. So obviously he's going to go take care of that. Um, and then you have Michael Brantley, who is also opting out. So yeah, I, I, look, you and I are big fast five guys. We're big fast and the furious guys, big right? Fast five guys. What big, big Dom Toretto guys. F is for family. Okay. Family comes Simple first. Family comes first. So, yeah, I love the pettiness. They do have their own reasons, and I'm sure the pettiness was mixed in with the family reasons. At the end of the day, the one of the best teams in baseball will not have a representative at the 2021 All-Star Game. I'm all about it. All about it. Yeah, I think as, as fans and us at Apollo and me, I'm guilty of it, I guess. Well, actually, you can't use this against me, Bobby Manfred. But I'm not not saying that I'm running away with this because of the pettiness. And it may not even be that, but I'm going to 100% run away with that because I think it's a big fuck you to the league. Why travel? You know, you already got voted the All-Star game. It means nothing um, because it's an exhibition game. You have these accolades attached to your name. But why go to a place where you're just going to get constantly fucking booed on your vacation off days? Like to play two, three innings just to get shit on. Like you've already been shit on for, you know, three and a half months. So I I get it. Why do that? Say, Hey, fuck you. I'm staying here. I'm, you know, I'm doing stuff with my family and I'm going to rest up because I don't care about exhibition games in, in, in July. I'm worried about real last games in October because that's what matters. You know, parades matter. Championship banners matter. Flags fly forever. Those matter, not exhibition games in Colorado. Yeah, and they're not the only ones that have opted out. So let's not forget yes. about that. Jacob DeGrom, oh my God. the best pitcher in baseball, is opting out for for injury concerns. So Mookie Betts. Yeah, Mookie Betts. Opting out. How is he an all-star anyways? Uh, yeah, good question. I mean, he hasn't had... I mean, he's look, Mookie Betts is Mookie Betts, right? Like, one of the best outfielders in baseball. But... Uh, uh, you know, I don't think he's had that good of a year. I'm trying to pull up his stats, so I'm stuttering. He's in 250, 256. Yeah. It's just, look, you, you have to, they don't keep the same energy for everyone else. No. That's that's the problem at the end of the day, and that's what's putting a ball on the map because we're the ones calling out the bullshit because it, it makes zero sense 
to have articles and tweets and all this shit about the Astros scared to meet their peers and they're scared about the boos. They've been being booed all year. They've been having jabs from their peers all year. They're not scared to go be with them. It's not. But then you don't keep the same energy for fucking Jacob DeGrom or Cheater Mookie Betts from the Red Sox. Red Sox with the Apple Watches. Keep that same fucking energy. If you kept that same energy, I would be 100% okay with it. Right. But you're not. You got Buster Only over here tweeting about Jose Altuve sliding into second base. uh, And he's like, oh, his leg looks fine. Like, fuck off, dude. Yeah, bro. Just fuck off. I just, I, I just how where did a, a objective journalism went out the window after the Astros cheating scandal came out? So yeah. it doesn't surprise me that Buster Olney keeps Look, running they, his they mouth. They know where they get paid. Yeah, I, I get yeah. it. Those big time media journalists they know where you know they know where the cookie crumbles. So whatever, fuck them. So here's here's a quote ball. from a, an article. I'm not even going to give the guy credit. I'm not going to say his name. I'm not going to say what publication it came from. But here's a quote, quote, I see why all four Astros opted not to attend the All-Star game and subject themselves to more questions and booing related to illegal sign stealing, though only two were with the 2017 champions and perhaps a snub or two from still upset fellow All-Stars such as Aaron Judge. Do you honestly think that Aaron Judge sits there and is just like, man, oh, Jose Altuve stole that MVP from me. I think he does. I think he does. But he also doesn't publicly talk about it anymore because he knows that that letter eventually is going to get unsealed and it's going to show that they were doing the exact same thing or more in depth than what the Houston Astros were doing. So, oh, you think, you think, (laughs) fucking A, man. It just, I just, dude, it just, it, it, it frustrates wild. the hell out of me. It, it's absolutely, dude, wild. like you said, keep the same energy. Just keep the same energy. Uh oh. What are we doing here? What? Brian. What's that? Brian. Brian, I told you I was going to keep you on your feet. I was going to throw curveballs at you sh- randomly. I'm, no, I'm not. I'm not. I need your top three baseball movies of all time, and you have 10 seconds to name them. Go. <laughs> Major League One, Major League Two, and The Sandlot. That's so loud. Turn it down. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You really? Look at this. Look at this. I got Who Wants to Be a Millionaire music going. <laughs> and you went with Major League One and Major League Two? Uh, look. That was that. I mean, I, I get it. They're great baseball okay, movies. Okay, so mate, but you heard the music going. You heard it rocking, and you went with the easy way. I out. did. That is that is so loud. That's Josh will have to edit that. Yeah, a bit. Now you sound like but, you're in the echo. So uh, uh, a movie I did forget about that I absolutely love is Moneyball. Moneyball's up there for me. Uh, it's that for me. Dude, it's about the classics, man. Major League and Major League Two are phenomenal movies. The Sandlot is an ultimate, ultimate classic. You can't get better than that. Uh, Moneyball would, would be would also be up there with uh, with those. I can't believe you just did that. Dude, I told you. I told you I was keeping you on your phone. I didn't know bro. what I the hell. I thought somebody was calling your phone and you had like a 1999 ringtone. No, dude, that was a Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Oh my god, that was that was it. Look, dude, I get it. Do Sandlot. not do not come at me and tell me Field of Dreams is your number one. 
No. Okay. All right. Then no. we're okay then. It's I don't not. care what else you list. Just not Field of Look. Dreams. I to me, Field of Dreams is overrated. Don't care what anybody well, says. Your people are about to be in your mentions hard. They were bro. in my mentions about Transformers and Transformers. They, well, they should have been. Transformers was as American as you can get. Unbelievable. Look, so I I think I think you weren't wrong with your your picks. I think you took the easy way out. Sandlot's obviously a classic, right? Um. I thoroughly enjoyed Major League over Major League Two. I, I, I don't think I'd have Major League Two, but the movie that I love growing up, and it's not going to be my top three, but it's just a, a honorable mention. I love The Rookie with Dennis Quaid. Oh, that's a good one. I absolutely love that. Oh, movie. And, and speaking of rookie, rookie of the year. Come on. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, yeah, I get it. Like as a kid, uh, I mean, now as an adult, uh, Bull Durham. Yeah, Bull Durham's my third one. I I absolutely love that movie. Um, but I told you, dude, I was gonna keep yeah, you on your you're feet. right. You're right. What about? Did you ever see sixty one with sixty one with the Astros? No, I did not. No, with about about Roger Maris and and, and uh, Mantle. Mickey and Mantle, no. Yeah, no. that's that was a good movie. Uh, the Natural's got to be up there as well. Yeah, the Natural's, Natural's up there. Wonder Boy. I mean, sure. you can't. Who man? Uh, yeah. honorable mention: Angels in the Outfield. Ooh. People forget Matthew McConaughey was a center fielder. They they do forget that because I never knew that until now. <laughs> Man. Yeah, it's it's a great one. I mean, there's just so many good baseball movies. 42. 42 is a good one. With uh oh, for the Jackie the late, Robinson story. Yeah. Yeah. Late great Chad Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Um uh, Moneyball was great. I, I loved I loved Moneyball. So I just hey, I, I knew I knew I was gonna keep you guessing and uh yeah i like it street, uh, i'm with dude. it and and before we get to our first break and, and go on to segment two i would just like to announce to everybody that optimus prime and bumblebee teamed up with sam Widwicky and oh they stopped gosh. megatron dude and the decepticons yeah i can't wait to watch that on fourth of july I know. next year I, if you're watch again if you're watching a movie on fourth of july what are you doing why are you watching? It's not, it's not on 4th of July. It's like 4th of July weekend when you're just hanging out, bro. Just hanging out, grilling, and, and, and oh, showing up the so house. So you're, you're hanging out, grilling, and watching a movie? I mean, it Come was on, raining dude. for Pete's sake. For Pete's, for Pete's sake. sake! For Pete's sake, bro. Dude. Hey, so- you know what movie I did like? I'm, I, just, I just, you know, on the little Google machine. What's that? Mr. 3000. Dude, oh, I was just going to say, Bro, that was too. good. That's, Stan that's a sneaky Ross. good baseball movie. Stan oh. Ross. Stan Ross. Oh, man, I love that movie. I absolutely love that movie. Nice call on that so, one. Yeah. And we you. should just end, end segment one on that one. Let's do it. I know people in the mentions are going to be like, why did you mention Hardball? But I get uh, that, too. Yeah, Hardball's good. but Hard, It's a baseball it's movie. It's a baseball movie. That's, that's fair. So, yeah, whatever. But, uh, um, yeah, it's a good... Uh, I told you. I'm going to keep you guessing every week, bro. I'm about it. You never know. You never know when that music's going to drop. Oh, God. That's all I'm saying. Oh, my God. <laughs> Josh, you have a tough time editing that I, I can't wait until one day it's going to be, like, some random off-the-wall question, like, name me your top three foods. And I'm going to say, like, something original, and you're just going to rip my oh, ass for I- it. Yeah, a hundred percent. What do you mean, grilled you're probably, chicken? You're probably gonna say like chicken tendies and mac and cheese. I bet. What am I so, a child? I don't. Well, your answers are like a child on, when dude. you keep saying Transformers. Have you had the Chick Fil A mac and cheese? Uh, once. Come on, bro. 
like once. Dude, I can't. I can't. Am I missing out? Yes, you are. Okay. You are. I'm a I'm a big mac and cheese guy, so it's funny. Okay. It's funny you said that. <laughs> I bet that wasn't be on your top three until I shit it on mac and cheese right there. God so. bless. All right, man. You know what they say about mac and cheese, though, right? What do they Rubbin's say? Rubbin's racing, baby. Let's go to segment two. Segment two is right around the corner. That's going to do it for segment one. Segment two will feature some Q and A. Uh, we'll talk about the MLB trade deadline, a little bit about the home run derby, and the MLB All Star game. Excuse me. Wow, this is my first time. Never recorded a podcast. I can't even talk. That's going to do it for segment one. Segment two right around the corner here on Beyond the Diamond Podcast. Segment two is here on Beyond the Diamond Podcast. Brian Lalima, Apollo Dez here with you. Follow us on Twitter at BLima790, at Apollo Dez1, and of course at Apollo HOU. And Dez and I are here at the All-Star break, and the Astros have defeated the Yankees on a walk-off bomb by Jose Altuve going into the All-Star break. All four representatives of the Astros are not playing in that All-Star game for personal reasons, but we love the pettiness. So we're going to start segment two a little differently. Obviously, the first half of the season is complete, so Dez is going to list off some questions of who we think are uh, the, what, first half MVP, first half Cy Young, first half surprising player, and first half disappointment. Did I name them all? Yeah, you did. Okay. Took, a, took away my shine for that. But yeah, we're going to name those out. Dude, look, do you know who you are? Look, dude, we're not playing that game. No, we are. So, no, no, no. Who we is? Are. I'm not who Apollo is? La Lima. I'm, I'm B-Lima. You are Apollo look, Dez. I don't take any shine. We're not. I try to stand <laughs> under the sun, my guy. All right, so the first, half, the first half MVP of the 2021 season for you, Mr. At B. Lima Apollo. <laughs> At B. Lima Apollo, uh, Michael Brantley. Michael Mr. Brantley Consistent. is your first half MVP. Mr. Consistent. Look. Look. Go ahead. Give me your, build your case. Okay. So Michael Brantley is, I'm trying to pull up all of his stats so I have them accurately. He's got an 847 OPS, 31 RBIs, five bombs, hitting 326. I have always said this, that the, the X factor in the Astros lineup is Michael Brantley. No moment is too big for him. No moment is too small for him. He just gets in there and he gets it done. Did he run into a little bit of injuries? Yeah, a little bit, little Nixie here and there. That's fine. But when Michael Brantley is up to the plate, I mean, honestly... You look at what he did to get that at-bat that he had against Garrett Cole, the 10-pitch at-bat, when Garrett Cole is trying to shut down the Astros. At any point yeah. in time, I, at no point in time did I have any um, any naysay of that at-bat for Michael Brantley. It's at-bats like that are why I think Michael Brantley is the Astros' first-half MVP. That's fair. That's a fair thing. And um, this may be recency bias. Uh, the guy I wanted to to vote for for my first half MVP was Carlos Correa because he's appeared in 82 games this year. He's been a constant, constant force in the lineup and solid on defense and has anchored the defense and has been there um, on the contract year shining. But I, I'm going Jose Altuve. It's just from the moment he hit that home run on his birthday in New York in game three to, to break the Yankee spirit, he's hit 19 home runs since that moment. And I think that was mid-May, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, he's 
his average is skyrocketed, his OPS is skyrocketed. Um, the home runs are there, the RBIs are there. It, it's just incredible to watch this guy be able to weather the storm. One, to be a total foundation force for this franchise, this fan base, and the organization, and all the players, and to withstand all the boos and all the hate and just wearing it for everyone. And so. He is my first half MVP. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, you could you could really go, you could say Jose Altuve. You could say Carlos Correa, Michael Brantley. You could probably make a case Yuli for Yuli Gurriel. I mean, those guys, those Yuli, Jose, Carlos, and Michael Brantley, those four, first of all, let me take this moment to say that Yuli Gurriel still should be an all-star, but you could make right. a case for all four of those guys to be the first half MVP. So I, I I think it's a fair point. Correct. Um, your first half Cy Young Ooh. for the Houston Astros. Oh man. Well, I let's see. Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think you would have to go Zach Grinky. You wanna you wanna sell your case no, to the I, to the listeners? Uh this one's tough for me. Um Man, Luis, Gar- Luis Garcia's pitched well for the most part. Zach Greinke has pitched well for the most part. Lance McCullers Jr. has pitched well for the for the most part. Are we talking we're talking starters, right? Because obviously that's where you get the Cy Young. But look, you you messed up. My first half Cy Young is Ryan Presley. Eric Gagne got the Cy Young before. Did? Oh, so, okay, you know okay. we're going Presley because dude is four and one, one point four two ERA. He's been in thirty six games. He's got sixteen saves and seventeen opportunities. Um, yeah, that's that's undoubtedly pitch, forty eight yeah. strikeouts, whip at point oh point seven nine. The average against is one eighty four. Yeah, I forget, I forget that that closers can win the Cy Young. It's rare. It's very rare. And and Eric Gagne was one of the best closers to ever do it, and he he deservedly won it back. What year was that? I, I don't even know. But it was the year after Bond. It was the year I think it was oh four oh four, four right? Yeah. yeah so. Yeah, undoubtedly, undoubtedly, Ryan Presley is the Cy, first half Cy Young. He's the anchor. He is the absolute anchor. Hundred percent. So yeah, I, I was I was leaning to I, I see the Zach Greinke thing volume alone. Absolutely. Uh, but Lance McCullers, yeah. six and two, two nine four ERA. He's appeared in fourteen games, eighty almost eighty innings. Dude, he's only given up six home runs, and we've talked about it before. Lance has a home run problem at times, and. We haven't seen it this year. He's got the new pitches, the new new wipeout slider, the change, the the heat. Dude's dude's morphing. That that contract that he signed is going to be a steal for the Houston Astros and our fan base. Yeah, Lance McCullers has pitched well. So if um the, your first half surprising. Player. Oh man, uh, look, I got to give it to yeah, surprising, and I'll explain why it's surprising is Miles Straw. I slandered. Okay. All right, hold on, hold on. Everyone buckle up. Get your popcorn ready, oh baby. God. Let's hear it. I slandered Miles Straw so much in the first couple of months. Shame on me. Shame on me. But I slandered him because it was the little things that he wasn't doing that we talked about on Beyond the Diamond podcast. And we said it. If we were still playing today, if we knew that we struggled at the plate, we would lay out for balls, get good routes, steal bags when we did get on base, work deeper into counts, um, 
just absolutely bust your ass all over the field. And I felt like the first two to three months of the season, maybe even more than the first two to three months, three to four months, Miles Straw was not doing it. But man, has he turned it around. And I I love to see it. He's, I'm eating my words right here. I'm man enough to do it. He's got his average up to 266. He's got an on-base percentage up to 347. And he's got his OPS up to 680. So Miles Straw is my is the most surprising player for those reasons because I really didn't think Miles Straw was going to get out of that hole. He was hitting like 190 at, at one point. I think he got up to like 211 and then dropped back down to 190-something. So I didn't think he was going to climb out of it. I didn't think so. So here I am, Miles Straw, my biggest surprise. Good for look, him. I Look, I'm not typically um, one that is not speaking and you totally uh, you have me you have me speechless because you just manned up in front of hey. millions of listeners right now so i'm i'm very proud you of you manned up I'm, i i manned up imagine if aaron judge could man up yeah what a wait what soft dude uh my surprising player is chas mccormick dude hunts fastballs love it love it hunts fastballs i i have not fell in love with a a fringe player like this in a long long time yes every all the superstars we know that but the the other guys the guys the guys doing the dirty things the guys that when they get opportunities they shine the very small opportunities because you're you're in a lineup with all these stars and when chas mccormick has an opportunity to eat an RBI steak, the dude punts <laughs> fastballs up, and it makes me so bricked up. Ah, oh, I love it. Yeah, look at, throw the peripherals out the door. Throw it out the door. The guy hunts fastballs in fastball situations. He knows what to do when there's an RBI chance. He Look, everyone listening, when, when Chas McCormick has an opportunity to knock someone in, look, look what he does. Look at the adjustments he makes it with two strikes. He he finds a way to put the ball in play and makes the pressure on the defense and not himself. He's like, hey, I'm going to put it in play. I'm going to get him over. The guy behind me is going to get him in. Or I'm going to get him over in the air. I'm going to do something. I'm going to generate an opportunity and these very small chances. And the dude just hunts fastballs and it bricks me up. And I love the kid. He take, Absolutely love and the he kid. takes hacks. Daddy hacks. Love it. Daddy hacks. Love it. Um, all right, your first half disappointment. So I've 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 come to uh two players on the Astros roster. One is Martin Maldonado on the offensive side because I mean, dude, you look at these numbers, 171 batting average, 255 OBP, uh 535 OPS. I know that catchers in in Major League Baseball aren't going to hit 300, but Martin Maldonado, I thought could at least hit 220, 230. I mean, you look at Jace Castro, and obviously it's a smaller sample size, but uh, Castro's hitting 222. He's got an OPS of 734. Uh, so, and then I also continue down the roster and Joe Smith. Joe Smith came in. Um, obviously, he didn't play last year in the shortened season. Joe Smith at one point was a very valuable weapon out of the bullpen for the Astros. That sidearm has a little velo to it. Righty-on-righty matchups suck. He induces double plays, and he just it seems to not figure it out. 
this season. He pitched very, very poorly in the first couple of months. He, he's pitched well as of late, but just as a collective first half, I would say Martin Maldonado and Joe Smith are my two biggest disappointments, obviously for different reasons, because Martin Maldonado behind the plate, you're not going to get better. The dude's got a cannon. He knows how to, he knows how to control the pitching staff, call pitches. Um, and then Joe Smith, man, he's like that veteran leader that you need on that team for, you know, moral support. But at the end of the day, you got to go out there and you got to compete and you have to execute. And we just haven't seen that collectively from him this season. Yeah, I think my uh my two guys is Rebel Garcia. Strap him on a missile, send him to the moon. I'm done with the guy. Uh, look, thanks for playing. See you next year. Uh, pitching wise, it, it's Anoli Paredes. Like the dude had such a phenomenal year last year. We saw him in the off season back at home with the parades in his you know in his town, um, just living up life. And look. It, it's different with the crowd going. It's different with 40,000 people that hate you all of a sudden. And um, it, it's been my first half disappointment because I had a, a lot of high expectations. I think a lot of listeners had high expectations thinking he was going to be a back-end guy that, that um, Dusty wasn't used quite often. Luckily, Ryan, uh, Ryan Stanek has kind of grown into that role. Uh, Abreu's been thrown in that fire with Presley. Obviously, you know, he's an anchor in the ninth, but... Um, having a, a Paredes um, be the way he has played the first half, it kind of stinks. And so hopefully he has a big second half and um, we get back into his form from 2020. So because uh, if you do that, that's a, it's a really talented arm that you have in playoff stretch. Yeah, Paredes is another disappointment. The dude's got electric stuff and he just can't figure it out. Yeah. So. Definitely, definitely has a, a walk issue. So um, that was the uh, midseason awards presented by Apollo Media, and we were your presenters, Prestige Worldwide. Um, Investors? You, possibly, possibly you. Possibly you. Um, do you want to uh, jump in the Q&A? Absolutely. Let's get right into it. You want to do it? Let's do it. Okay, so we had our hashtag Ask Apollo. We had a couple. We said, get your questions in for us. Got a lot of feedback, so let's just run through them. Uh, this one's from at tall Texan 89. He has three questions, actually. Pruitt, James, Baez all seem to be joining the pin soon. Fingers crossed. Where are the glaring holes that absolutely be addressed, even with their addition? That's question one. Okay. Question two. Also, will we see any deals from the Strohs for a position player? And question three. Lastly, who comprises your no trade list? Three very good questions from our guy JB. So let's start with question two. Do I think the or do we think the Astros will try to get a position player? I don't think so. I think the it's going to be a heavy focus on pitching. Um, yeah, I think when you have the the tandem of Miles Straw and Chaz McCormick, I think you can get production out of out of either one of those guys in a late playoff run. Um, the speed factor is there for Miles Straw at the beginning of the season. I think a lot of people were like, "Man, someone's got to go." The Astros, James Click has got to go find an outfielder. Um, so I don't think they'll go for a position player. I think they'll stay heavy on uh, adding a an arm or two. Uh, yeah. What was question three again? Uh, who's on your no trade list? Oh, uh, man, pretty much all all seven seven at least seven of the starters. Um, eight of the starters. I think Miles Straw is tradable if needed. Uh, man, I think you could package some of the young guys like a Robel Garcia, 
Um, I could even see Ralph Garza Jr. getting, you know, in a package. Uh, man, Blake Taylor is tradable. Uh, and you just, I don't know. I, no trade. Yeah, I would say, obviously, Correa, Bregman, Altuve, Brantley, Kyle Tucker, Yuli Gurriel, Martin Maldonado. Man, I think you got to keep Jason Castro too. I, I, at some point, I would say any any bullpen arm bes- a, a, besides Christian Javier, Ryan Stanek, and Ryan Presley are tradable arms. Joe Smith, yeah, tradable. I, I, I think you can. Um, I, I my trade my no trade list is you know the who's who right yeah. you know the your all stars and your MVPs and stuff like that. Um, everyone else is up for the taking. I'm fielding all the calls, and I'm, I'm. If I want this guy, I'm going to hear, you know, what, obviously there's going to be, uh, they're going to say something high, you're going to see something low and hopefully meet in the middle, but I'm listening to everything. Um, I do think with Pruitt, James and Baez all returning here soon. Uh, we talked about Josh James last week, right? We were like, this could be a, an arm that develops into a, a power, power back in arm. And that's like going to acquire someone. Pruitt, I don't know. I mean, he was Luno's last move, yeah, so maybe. And he has I, he I, hasn't pitched in so long at the yeah, big league level, not, so that's a project it, down the road. I think you'll see production yeah. out of him. So I don't know if you have patience with that or not. Um, yeah, we'll that's see. gonna be really. They're gonna they're gonna have him up because you know I mean, he's you have Jeff's last guy. I think you and, have to and stuff. Uh, Baez, I think, is gonna be a good acquisition if he actually exists. He's just like a, a Fugazi, a Fugazi, very dust. Yep. Um, until we see him on the mound, uh, I think he's a guy with a clean inning. He's lights out when he comes in with runners on in traffic. It's not pretty, so not looking forward to that. I, I think a lot of Houston fans are, are thinking this is some um, lights out dude, but I've seen them pitch with runners on, and it's it's not pretty. So hopefully he gets that worked out. Um, a position player. I'm, I'm looking at this site right now, and it's a top ten MOB stars that are gonna they project that could be traded right and these are all i'm just going to go down the uh the player position joey gal is probably being moved right um he's probably doesn't fit with the astros uh mitch hanniger with the mariners i think the mariners are in a situation they shouldn't trade um mitch hanniger because they have a spot they have a chance to run down the second spot in the west I, I think a lot of people are counting them out but i still i'm so bullish on seattle um i think keeping them would be a good one adam frazier for the pirates um all-star leads the leads the major leagues and hits um i think that's a it's an interesting bat someone will get obviously we have jose altuve at second base so it doesn't fit but that'll be a good one um all of a sudden the the cubs lost 15 games man, a million games in a row that's they're crazy, selling everyone dude man dude the cubs were on fire on fire and lost 10 in a row like that they lost 11 and now they're selling they lost 11 in a row and now all of a sudden they're talking about trading all of their who's who guys Bryant, Rizzo, Baez, Kimbrell, all on the list to be traded. Like, Cubs are selling. That's nuts. Just just four years, four and a half years removed from their first World Series ever. They're blowing it all up. Uh, Nelson Cruz on the Twins would be an interesting bat for someone. Uh, obviously, we have Jordan, so um, I don't know. I, maybe a move out to Oakland. I think Oakland needs to, I think Oakland's going to be a buyers here uh, in the second half. Toronto could, could shore up with some more offense. Uh, Eduardo Escobar for the D-backs is he's a first time getting his all-star appearance. So um, people love that bat and that, you know, everything he's doing in Arizona and Trevor story. Yeah. Um, he's not, he's he already said he 
made it clear he's not going to resign with the Rockies, so it would be prudent for them to get something out of him. So um, I think the tweet underneath this is the score. They said Trevor Story to the White Sox. Trevor Story goes to the White wow. Sox. I'll have to go back and edit a lot of tweets and audio because I think I called the AL Central fraudulent and the White Sox frauds. If you go get Trevor Story, woo, yikes. That's a that's a pretty lethal yeah. uh, uh, lineup right Ash, there. So, Astros open up the second half against the White Sox in, in Chicago yeah. too, so. So those are some interesting names. I don't think we go after a position player. I think everyone besides the who's who's on our, on our no trade list. And uh, you got to go get an arm. Absolutely have to go get some arms. Uh, next question from Arnest Richard. How important do you think it was to go into the all-star game break with a win today? I think it's huge, especially with how game one and two went against the Yankees. I mean, you had game one not go your way. Game two, Garrett Cole shoves it up your ass. And then uh, you've got game three where you hit a walk-off bomb. Uh, a lot of excitement. It was a jam-packed crowd today. A few, you know, a few couple thousand left. Uh, the place was was popping. Uh, you saw all the energy with them ripping his jersey off, showing his tattoo. Uh, Dusty Baker was pumped. Michael Brantley was picking up Jose Altuve and hugging him. I mean, yeah, I think it's uh, it's it's a very very good thing that the Astros won that last game before the All Star break. All of these guys need a bunch of days off to rest up. So they'll get a few at least here. Obviously we already talked about the four that are going to have personal reasons. So there's family things to take care of, but just at the end of the day, they went on a walk off. It's a badass way to win a game, regardless of if it's in spring training or if it's in October to win a world series, whatever the case may be, it's always good to hit a walk off winner. Uh, so yeah, I think it's pretty important. You know, you, you have a, a happy flight, so wherever you're going, if you're going back home, going on vacation, going to Cancun, going to uh, Alaska, I don't know where these guys are going. But yeah, I think it's an important thing. Yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, momentum-wise, it's a it's a great um, great note to end on. I, I mean, it's 162, so you know you don't you want to you want to kind of stay even kill. But anytime you could throw a throw a knockout punch to the to the New York Yankees at home, especially when they kind of they kind of made you uh, eat eat crow a bit the game one and game two, but you got you got a land a punch there at the end. Uh, it's always a it's a good moment, and especially with all the little chirping back and forth. So um, I think the boys are vibing and feeling great. I think we saw on our Apollo website, Apollo H O U. Um, we're gonna have a blog out tomorrow morning. By the actually, it'll be out by the time this drops about kind of showing how how pumped the team looked after the game, how pumped Dusty looked. And uh, just really good vibes. So um, I don't know about big impact, but momentum-wise and feeling good in the moment, definitely. Uh, the next question is from at Jack underscore H710. This question is actually just to you, Brian. He says, can you please um, ask Brian where he got his home decor? It's the best around. Home decor? Yeah. From Jack Hakala. Oh, dude. It sounds like he's your boy. Yeah, so, Jack, dude, we're not answering that shit. Look, everyone listening right now, Jack, I'll answer it for you. Uh, Brian has this little um, thing that you, oh, like God, every um, middle school girl got in, go. in, in, back in the early 2000s, one of those lights that shoot up stars in the sky. Uh, Brian has that in his podcast room right now. So, I do. So uh, what, I, great. what I did was I transformed <laughs> one of my closets uh subtle flex one of my closets into a podcast damn dude how many closets you got <laughs> uh, i'm not going to disclose that type of information 
Crow up. Um, I turned one of them into a podcast room uh, slash game room, a uh, little little studio. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I, what I was going to do is I was going to put in some LED lights at the top on my roof, uh, the uh, the ceiling of this room. But I decided to go to the cheap route. I got on Amazon and I found a projector of LED lights. Now, some may call it Starry Night. Some may call it fucking fire in here. You know, <laughs> it's whatever you want to call it. The The world look, is your oyster, Dez. Look, okay. Look, I'm happy that you're happy. I am. That's all that matters. So Jack, uh, Jack's been to my house. He knows where I got my decor, quote, quote, unquote, whatever. So whatever, dude. Thank you for the question, Jack. Next question is from at, at the end Michelle of the day, At the end of the one. day, he's a big Apollo follower. Here we so go. That's all. Yeah, it is. Amen. That's all that matters. Um, this is the next question from at Michelle underscore Neat One. Uh, multi multi part question is on two of the Astros with the biggest balls or what? Also, when do you think Pedro Baez comes to the pen? And what do you think happens at the deadline? Uh, yeah, Michelle uh, Jose Altuve has the biggest balls. Um, in the city, in the greater Houston area, for sure, 100%. Um, Pedro Baez, I kind of touched on him on the last one. Um, hopefully, he comes back in August, and I got to see a lot from him. I, a lot of people love the thing. I would never liked it. It seemed like we were overpaying this dude, and I don't know. I, I am not pro Pedro Baez right now. Um, he's got to prove a lot to me. And the deadline, I think we go get arms. I think everyone's available. I think you can make a splash a splash trade and you could package Corey Lee and some other people and go get an arm. People are expecting Houston to get a bullpen arm, right? And so it would it would be a total Jeff Lunau move to go get a starter with years of control, like a Garrett Cole or a Zach Grinky. I'm not saying you know, I'm saying a guy with two or three years of control that are gonna be in your rotation because uh Grinky and Verlander are gone next year. So hey, Maybe we go get an arm when people are thinking we're getting a, a bullpen. Maybe we get both. I don't know. I do think if I had to put the house money on on it, we're getting a bullpen arm, either an eighth inning guy or a, a closer. Obviously, you're not moving Ryan Presley, so it's going to be an, an eighth inning guy no matter what. So um, I'll be happy with Craig Krimble or Rogers, Taylor Rogers for sure. Yeah, I like, I like both of those names. Um, I think if you could make a big splash at free agency, or I'm sorry, not a free agency at the MLB trade deadline, then you would ideally get a bullpen arm and then a front end starter arm with, like you said, control for up to two to three years. I don't think that's going to happen. I think, I don't think so. Either. I think they will get an upgraded bullpen arm. I think that's the main focus. Yeah, I, I it has to be right. Like it, it makes the most, it makes the most sense. I, I, you know, Kyle Gibson's an arm that's been floated by Texas. I really like him a lot. Uh, he shoves against Houston every freaking time. Um, I, I mean, I, I would assume the Rangers are sellers. <laughs> I would assume they were Arlington sucks. Uh, but I don't know if they would trade within the division. It, you would, it, you would pretty much get a, a one and a half years of, of a 33 year old Kyle Gibson. So I don't know if we do that. The dude's filthy. Um, but maybe, I don't know. We'll see. I think we're still a bullpen arm. I think it'll be a Kimbrell Rogers, maybe a Rodriguez kid. So we'll see. Good question. Um, this is from at Ram Sadi. Does Ralph the Unicorn Garza deserve a more per permanent spot in relief? No one could predict that comeback, but he was definitely cl clutch after striking out the cross with bases loaded. Uh, he's got a pretty small sample size compared to others, but I think it's still worth asking. Yeah, Sam, I don't, I don't think Ralph 
Ralph Garza. We talked about in the first half of the show that he got his first major league dub, which is huge. Um, I just think he's that mop-up guy. I think he can maybe grow into a more permanent spot in relief. I don't think he has that role right now with this team and and this uh, 2021 staff. Um, But, I mean, let's be real. He got gifted that strikeout to to LaCostro or whatever. How do you say his name with that bases loaded? But we'll take it. It's a strikeout at the end of the day. I think think Garza's uh, role right now is whenever your number is called, get out there and pitch well. Get yeah, the, he does get, it well. Get the he get, does it well. Get the experience, pitch in some high leverage situations, or if it is mop up time, still at the end of the day, go out there and throw strikes, pitch yep. well, and look, execute, and then you will get more opportunities. More trust will build, and then we could probably see him become more of a uh, more of a staple in the bullpen. But as of right now, and, no, I don't think that's I don't think that's going to be around right now. And he did it today. He, he came in, he in, in that role, in that opportunity, and stopped the bleeding. And look, the offense came back and won a game. Yeah. So, got to cut. Look, I'm not like the, the Astros. You're, you're doing the thing. Yeah, Astros bullpen as a whole have got to cut down on walks, and we saw Garza walk three guys. So the, obviously that's got to that's got to go right. So that's where these opportunities, when they come available, make the most of them. Throw strikes, pitch well, execute. Then you'll get more and more opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. And our last question is from. <laughs> Our guy, Cowboy Kush, at Real Kush P, is Altuve the most clutch player in the major leagues? Um, Ow. In, uh, in all of Major F- League Baseball? At, right now or ever? I would assume right just now. Because right David Ortiz, I would say ever. Ever, 100%. Yeah. Um, um, that's a good question. That's a good question. Really good question. Maybe Shohei? Man, dude, Shohei is fucking money just, right now. And just the spot where where, where Shohei hasn't had a lot of sample size, and it may be recency bias, because um, he's just a god, a god among boys. Um, man. Who else I, is there, though? Can you think of off the top of your head? Tatis? Offensively? Yeah. You can make a case for him there. I just think of guys that get big hits and right, right. A, that's a, you, in the big moments, it's a short list. I I, I may have to say that Jose LCV is the most most clutch batter um with the game on the line. Mm. Because it always seems like the game finds Jose Altuve, right? Like the moments find Jose Altuve. And he just shines. And you either have it or you don't at the end of the day. Yeah, you know, so I just, I, yeah, you can make a case for Tatis. You can make a case for Shohei Otani. You can make a case for Jose Altuve. Mike Trout? He's not playing right now, so. So, here's some names. Here's some names. So, I just, I just Googled clutch players in in the MLB today. And so, some names, and this article was obviously barely a year old. I don't think these names are still around today as far as clutch. But listen to this name. It's not even a year ago. Okay. DJ LeMayhew. Charlie. Yeah, last year. I would say last year he would have been. Yeah. And obviously, yeah, last year was last year. Uh, Charlie Blackman, Miguel Cabrera, Nelson Cruz, Anthony Rendon. Obviously, he's coming back off the IL. Um, still getting his feet wet. Freddie Freeman, Bryce Harper, Jeff McNeil. 
and Jordan Alvarez. That was from last year. So <laughs> none of those names, I, I think, this year are around as far as clutch players. So maybe it is Jose Altuve right now. I mean, yeah. this... This this article it's subjective though right because right. a moment has to find you and you have right. to be put in these situations yeah and they've got this article has a bunch of statistics to back it all up and uh, this this article isn't even a year old so it's crazy to look at those names and see that they're really not as clutch this year as they were last year but again last year was an anomaly because of the season so man that's a good question maybe it is Jose Altuve. He, we've seen yeah. it quite a bit so far this year from, from Jose we, Altuve. We got two more questions at the buzzer, and we'll, we'll wrap it up. Um, this is from uh, at A-A-G-P-E-N-G, Mr. Aaron. Um, what injured player do you see making the biggest impact when they come back? Alex Bregman. That's 100%. No question. Alex Bregman. No hesitation. It's got to be Alex Bregman. Alex Bregman. I agree. And the last one is from Matt Baseball, Barry 2, good friend of the program. Mr. Barry asks, is that is the Robel Garcia experience over and will CJ get the call? Uh, yeah, I think the Robel Garcia experience sh- should be over. I've been saying strap him to my rock and send him to the moon. <laughs> um, as, as bad as that is to say, I'm just done. I'm over it. Um, he's just not major league. He's not a major league baseball player. I know he's getting yeah, major league that- baseball checks and he's better than me. He's just it's not it. Not yet. Not yet. Like I said earlier in the on the podcast, go down back to AAA, get you some, you know, more at bats down there, get you some more reps in, some more hacks. You know, he's up because the Astros have injuries. Obviously, Carlos Correa is out due to health and safety protocol. Uh, Alex Bregman is still on the IL, so I get it. Plus, you know, the situation that people forget about is uh uh Miss Diaz. He's still on the IL. He's about to go back over the to the Florida Gulf Coast League to start his rehab stint. Now, if Diaz was healthy, Diaz would probably be be playing short. So, Robel Garcia, he's up for the time being. Is he ready? Abs- I don't think so. Go down, get you some some more hacks, and then maybe we'll we'll see in the future. But no, I think the experiment is probably over. Yeah, and then if you haven't known by now, I, I posted all the time on on Twitter. Uh, my cousin CJ's down there. He's he's thriving and having a great great time in AAA and. Uh, I just think he's a uh, he's he's a product of a really crappy forty man roster management that has hit the Astros, and so someone has to get DFA'd for CJ to be added to the forty man to get the call up. So I, I a, a lot of organizations don't want to do that because someone they could pick up a player up for free and it, it it hurts you. And so obviously I would love to see him up there and get the call up for the first time in his career, but. Um, Maybe I think he's gonna be a September call up guy, uh, if he stays healthy and he keeps the production up in the in the second half. Uh, but he needs some things to bounce his way because the forty man is uh, so jumbled. Yeah, the forty man's a mess, man. That that thing yeah. is is it's got to get figured out. So I hope the best for CJ. I hope he stays healthy and keeps producing because I I I agree with that statement that he will be a September call up guy. So yeah, I agree. But that's all the questions we got. Thank you guys for uh, dropping those in. It uh was once again a great feedback, great segment. Uh, we love interacting with you guys and, and the questions. So thank you once again for dropping those in. Last uh last thing before we get out of here, the home run derby is Monday night. Des, who you taking? You got Shohei Otani versus Juan Soto in the first round. Who's winning? 
I'll take Juan Soto. I know everyone's taking Shohei. I'm going to take Juan Soto. I uh, just want to put that out there that uh, I am looking for a new co-host. Are Look, I want to see the Shohei. Look, Soto's got mad pop, bro. People forget he's only 21. That's true. That's true. He is only 21. Okay. I am taking Shohei Otani. Salvador Perez, Pete Alonso. Pete Alonso. Why yeah, is Salvi? It's, it's, what, why, what the why hell is, Salvi, is What is going on? What are we doing what here? What are we doing? Why is Salvador Perez in the home run derby? Pete Alonso is moving oh, on. He's going to win now. Pete Alonso is moving on. Other side of the bracket. Joey Gallo, Trevor Story. Go. Gallo. Gallo for me as well. Matt Olson, Trey Mancini. Ooh. Matt Olson. Matt Olson for me as well. Stay on that side of the bracket. Joey Gallo, Matt Olson. Joey Gallo. I'm going with Gallo as well. I got I got Gallo in the finals. Let's go back to the other side. Otani versus Alonzo. Uh, I have Soto versus Alonzo. I'm sorry, so I'm Soto. Gonna go, versus- so I'm gonna go Soto. Okay. Well, I'm going. Uh, ooh, over over Alonzo. Yes. Man, so I have Otani versus Alonzo. I think Alonzo. He's the veteran. He's been there, done that in the home run derby. He's won. He he's won the won, last exactly. one. Exactly. So I think it's gonna be. Uh, Alonzo versus Gallo in the finals. Who are you taking? Soto. Oh, sorry. You have Soto Correct. in the finals. I have Alonzo. So you have Soto versus Gallo, and you're taking Soto? Taking Soto. Okay. Win uh, I think Joey Gallo is going to win the home run derby. He could. I mean, God, he hits some. Tank, he's locked dude. in. He is. And he's locked dude, in. Dude, he, Joey Gallo has that slow pitch softball just. Drop the back shoulder and elevate and celebrate. I mean, good God. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It is. I'm, I'm honestly really looking forward to this Hummer Derby because they're not putting the balls in the humidor. Balls are going to be fucking juiced. Oh, yeah. And we're going to be and, rocking. And it's rocking in the elevation. Oh, yeah. And it's at Coors oh. Field. Can't wait. Looking Can't forward to that. Wait. That's going to do it. Des, an hour and some change has flown by. Brian, I'm officially saying I'm opting out once again of the MLB All-Star game. Please respect my decision. No interviews. No questions at this time. You heard it here for the second time that Apollo Dez is opting out of the 2021 All-Star game. I'm sure the fans are going to be upset. So there's that. 100%. But there's no questions asked, so you don't have to say any reasons. So Yeah, no interviews, please. That's it. That's going to do it. Another edition of Beyond the Diamonds is in the books. The first half of the season is over. And the Astros end the first half on a walk-off winner by Jose Altuve Dez. As I always ask you, you got anything else before we get out of here? A hell of a first half. Looking forward to the second half and uh, just being along with everyone for this ride. Well said. That's going to do it. Beyond the Diamond, thank you for listening. Always love you guys for the support. Follow us on Twitter at BLEMA790, at ApolloDez1, and of course, at ApolloHOU. The first half is in the books. We will be back with you in the second half of the season after the All-Star break. Again, Astros have no representative in the All-Star game. That's fine. We love it here at ApolloHOU. But again, we will be back in the second half of the season. As always, thank you for the support. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. That's going to do it for another episode of Beyond the Diamond Podcast here on the Apollo Podcast Network. Love you guys. Here's a ground ball right side. Could do it. The
Thank you for listening, and we'll we we I uh, fucked that up. Cut! Cut shit! Fuck! Unbelievable, dude. Damn it, dude. Can we can you figure it out? Right. We almost had three straight episodes with no mistakes.